May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning, all. Scripture tells us this morning that Jesus was praying in a certain place. And after he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Can you recall when you first learned to pray? Allow me to share my story with you about when I first learned to pray. I must have been three or four years old, still wearing my one-piece pajamas. Each evening at bedtime, my mother would have my brother and me get on our knees at the side of the bed and have us repeat after her these words. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen. Before I knew there was a God, before I understood life and death, certainly before I knew the concept of spirituality and a relationship with Christ, I had learned there was something important in this thing called prayer. I didn't know it then, but what my mother was teaching me was the importance of having a conversation with God, a relationship with God. I believe there are people today at this very same level. They sense there is something important regarding prayer and even believe that they should engage in it but have little understanding of the power behind it. Many are also doubtful that prayer can lift up their lives. In its simplest form, prayer is talking with God and listening to God. It can take place at any time, anywhere, and can be about anything or everything. Through prayer, we get in touch with God and God unites us in her consciousness. His purpose is to reveal the presence of God to bring us into a direct, personal, and vital connection with God. We maintain our connections and relationship with family and friends and colleagues through various forms of communication. We thank them for who they are to us. We invite them into our activities. We seek them out and share our pain, we share their pain. We become angry with them and many times ask for their forgiveness or their help. They have places in our hearts. So it is with God. In our praying, we offer up adoration and praise. We ask for forgiveness. We petition God seeking favor on our behalf and we go to God in thanksgiving for the multiple blessings he bestows on us. In doing so, we are reaching out to Jesus. We are searching for our relationship with Christ. Just as our human relationships can become distant and possibly strained, so does our relationship with God when we discontinue our communication. Throughout the Bible, scripture tells us to pray. In Luke, we are told by Christ to pray. In Psalm, 
we are told to praise and adore Christ. In 1 John, we are told to confess our sins. In 1 Chronicles, we are told to give thanks to God. And in Philippians, we are told to make our prayers of supplication. But when we pray, we are anticipating and hopeful that our prayer will be answered. We pray in anticipation of a good response from God, looking forward to an improved circumstance, leading to a better and abundant life. However, when we pray, we don't always receive what we are requesting. Sometimes, regardless of how intense our prayer might be, we do not find what we are seeking. Regardless of how hard or loud we knock on the door, the door won't open. It seems as if it won't open for us. But you see, prayer is a powerful source until it doesn't work for us. It's great when we ask and receive, but when we ask and don't receive and God seems to be non-responsive, a whole range of emotions set in. Sometimes we feel hurt or betrayed, like God is not paying attention to us. Sometimes we lose faith. And sometimes we are so rebuffed, we just give up on prayer. One of the greatest challenges of our Christian faith is waiting for God to answer our prayers when we are urgently asking for an immediate intervention and a, an immediate response. But you see, prayer is not magic. We cannot summon God as though God was a genie waiting to grant our wishes with regard for our circumstance or the consequences that we are facing. Prayer does not make demands. You see, God doesn't take orders from us. Prayer is for our benefit, not God's benefit. We function best when we are in a proper relationship with God. Prayer does not guarantee against suffering. First Peter tells us that through suffering, we are able to see God's glory. Finally, prayer is not an opportunity to show off an excuse to be seen, to receive accolades by others. But prayer is an expression of faith in God's power, fueled by a desire for more of God to be in our lives. See, we are all children of God, and as such, we are in a continuing relationship with God. It's not unlike our relationship with our spouse or our parents or our siblings, our best friend. These people know things about us even when we don't tell them things. It's that way with God. Except our relationship with God is a holy relationship. In this relationship, it is understood that we have places that are unhealed, places of hurt and distress, places that need healing, Places that need the presence of God. We can't hide our weaknesses from God. 
And when we pray, we may think we are informing God of our needs. But because of our relationship with God, she knew our needs before we asked. God knows we live in a world of wrong and great challenge. Wrong we do to ourselves, wrong we do to others, and wrong done to us by others. But God loves us regardless and continuously. God beckons us to come to her, come to her in prayer. You see, prayer simply allows us to recognize what already is, what already has been, and what always will be, the love of God. It is in this holy and prayerful relationship that the wrongs and the brokenness and the wounds of daily life are transformed by the love given to us by God. Our desire in Christian faith, our walk with Jesus Christ, should be able to better communicate with God. Just as the more we know regarding the person to whom we are talking, helps in our communication with them, what we believe or know about God and his character influences the effectiveness of our prayer. If you pray in such a way that it is evident that you have no faith in God for what you are praying for, how can you expect God to answer? Lack of faith in your prayer diminishes your prayer in itself. We must believe in the power of God, God's omnipotence, God's omnipresence. In order to have a successful prayer life, we must pray regularly. Set aside a specific time to meet with God in prayer. In Psalm, David called on the Lord evening, morning, and noon, and the Lord heard his voice. Be honest in your prayer life. When we go to God in prayer, God knows our hearts, and we might as well come face to face with the truth. If you want to improve your prayer life, pray fervently. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Lastly, when you pray, after a while, stop and just listen for the answer from God. Now when I say stop and listen for God to speak, don't be like the little boy who went to his father and said, I suppose up in heaven they think I'm dead. His father replied, why son do you suppose they think you're dead? Well, the little boy said, I have not said my prayers for a week. That was a joke. 
So I call on all of us this morning to pray. Because prayer changes us from the inside out so that our lives begin to reflect more and more God's life in our world. Amen. <laughs>